know from Chazal how important it is to study the Maaseh Avot, the lives of the Avot, and all their Avodah that they did, the person is required to study it. It's a very, very important part of our Avodat Hashem is to study the Avot. Rabbi Kotler says, it's Begedah Shimush Talmidei Chachom. If a person learns and studies, he knows all of the Torah, but he never was Mishamesh Talmidei Chachamim, the Chazal tell us this person's Amaaretz. He doesn't know how to practically apply the information and the knowledge that he learns if he's not Mishamesh Talmidei Chachamim. And Rabbi Kotler says that the Shimush Talmidei Chachomim in Hilchas Derecheretz, in Hilchas Avodas Hashem, is learning the parsha of the Ovis. So a person who doesn't study these parshiot properly can never reach the place that he needs to reach in Avodas Hashem. Avodas Hashem needs what we call a dogma ishit. Because the Torah has to be lived through a personality. It has to be lived in real life. And by seeing it practiced, and by observing it, one can kind of understand how to understand it on a deeper level and apply it to his own life. We know that it says in the end of Masechet Sotah, about many, many great rabbis that when they passed away, for example, it says, Kishemet Rebbe, when Rebbe HaKodesh passed away, Batla Anava, the mile of humility was Batel. And various different miles that we speak about over there. Why is the mile of Anava Batel? Just because Rebbe passed away and he was a great Anav? So the commentaries explain because you can learn about Anava in a safer. And you can think that you understand humility. But you don't really comprehend it unless you have someone to look up to who has mastered it. And it applied it in his life. And then you study that human being together with the sugya. Then you can get to some level. But once Rabbi Akkadish passed away, we were lacking that Shimush Talmidachachomim on that level to reach the perfection of Anavada we have to reach. So it's the same kind of concept. But we have to know that this is not so simple. It's not so simple. Because what happens is when you study great people, Usually what takes place is either you say, Wow! This rabbi was awesome! You're spoil. But there's nothing you can take for your personal life from it because it's just way past you. The way we learn stories of Gidolim or stories of the Avot, we learn them in a very face value way. So in the face value way, at best, you're going to say, wow, 
Yaakov Avinu. That's unbelievable. Or it becomes a beautiful Devar Torah. But that's it. It's not practical for you to learn from it. Or you say, this is special for the Avot, because the Avot, Hashem is oisik with them, dak min hadak lein nivdak. But for me, or you live in Oilam Adimnin and you start to copy the people. That also happens. People see great people or they read rabbi books, Gedoilam books, and then they start to do on hoggers, which is not in the tchum of where they belong. And at best they copy carriers. That's also not Avaida. So the only way to really approach anything of this nature studying somebody that's great in your generation studying somebody who's great in a previous generation studying the parsha you have to be a lamdin you know what a lamdin is i hope so you have to be a lamdin you have to be able to pull out the gather the void you have to be able to pull out the point then you have to find in your life how to apply that point in your world, in your way. Okay? So I'm going to give you one example here, okay? Just to illustrate this idea of Avoida. So we go into the parasha here, and we talk about after Yosef is born, and Yaakov Avinu goes to Laban, and he says, it's time for me to move on. Got it? Time to move on. Have to make a living for my family. Then, Laban doesn't want to let go so quickly. Because he realized clearly that before Yaakov Avinu came to him, he was nothing. He didn't have money, he didn't have boys. He wasn't some, anything special at all. He realized that Yaakov Avinu, not only, he didn't really realize it, his, uh, told him about it. He wasn't that smart to hop on his own. So, at the end of the day, he came to this clarity and he, he wasn't letting him go so fast. There's a lot of different points here, but I'm gonna to try to go cut straight to my Mikuda that I wanna bring out here, okay? So he says, at the end of the day, Yaakov Avinu says, okay, here's the deal. Here's the deal. I'm going to give you... First I want you to do is remove all the spotted stuff. Whatever these colors and things are, whatever. Okay? It wouldn't make a difference to you anyway if you knew all the pratum of it. Right? Here, I'm going to give you all these spotted guys. Take them out. Remove them. And going on, from here on in, whatever's born spotted is coming to me. And then, it will be very clear what belongs to me and what belongs to you. And if you would look into my my herd, and you will find an animal that doesn't look like my animal, and it looks like your animal, then you know that I stole. So it will be very clear. That uses a Lashon. He says, I will be able to prove my integrity beyond my heart, tomorrow. Tomorrow, 
I will be able to prove my integrity. That I will show that everything I have, I have honestly. That's the possible. Got it? Now, let's take a look at the Medrash. And the Medrash says something very strange here. Okay? Medrash says, Rabbi Yehuda Basim and Omar. Ksim, it says in the Pasuk, Al-Kitalel Mahar. Don't praise yourself about tomorrow. Atta you said, Ve'anita bitzit kati mahar. Biyom mahar, le mahar, bittecha, yotzeet, umitana. Shenema vatetzet dina batlea. Period. Basically, Chazal were trying to understand how can it be that the daughter of Yaakov Avinu had such a terrible situation with Shechem? So they're answering because there was a little bit of a tightener on Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov Avinu said, Should have said that. You were so confident about tomorrow. Tomorrow... This is what's going to happen to you. Very hard measures to understand. I'm going to try to explain it. It's a very deep point. And I think we can bring something very important out from here. Okay? What was happening over here is like this. Yaakov Avinu, when he went into Bet Lavan, he had a tremendous, tremendous avoida. self Development was going on over there. He understood that he was going to go into a tremendous environment of test. That's why for 14 years he prepared himself in Shein Vever. He goes into this environment of test. Terrible environment. BKs, Lovon, Lakar, Zakol. Where Yaakov Avinu, when he left him in the next parish, he says, Tariyag Mitzvot Shamati, I survived this guy. This man was looking to do everything to uproot Yaakov Avinu. And one of the main things he had to be tested was the title that Yaakov Avinu asked Titan Emet Yaakov. His Midas Ha'emes had to be tested in the worst way possible. And he was not on the level to fight Esav, the evil of Esav, until he finished with this guy. That's why after Yosef was born, he was ready to go fight. That means he hit a level of greatness that gave him the strength against Esau. So he was staggering away. And in order to be able to deal with a Ramai like Laban, he had to really, really, really have a moon and betoch in every area, not shayich. Like the Pasuk earlier says, when Laban tells him, when he doesn't want him to leave, Lavan says, Vayomer, lecha. What am I going to give you? What do you want me to give you? I'll give you whatever you want me to give you. Right? Vayomer Yaakov, Lo titeni meuma. Don't give me nothing. Sipurno. Ma'eten lecha. 
שיהיה לך תמורת מה שאתה מצפה להשיג, לא תיתן לי מאומה, שאם האל יתברך ייתן בעדי, פשם wants me to succeed, he'll give me, ולא ימית את מוכן לך, you won't lose nothing, what's yours is yours, what's mine is mine. He had to live with that reality that whatever is coming my way from Hashem is coming my way and whatever is going his way is going his way. He's not touching me. I ain't touching him. It's tremendous. Here's a guy who messed him over royally. And Yaakov Avinu was just, just like rolling with it. He's, as we say it around here, he was vibing with it. That means he understood that this is my Sashem, my Savoida, and therefore everything was arranged by Kodesh Baruch, and he could work with it, he could deal with it. Imagine you guys never work for anybody, but one day when you get big and you work for somebody, right? So one day you might get hit with this thing that, that happens a lot in business. Okay? For those of you who want to know about business. You go to work for a guy, And you, you're really good at what you do. You're very talented. You're a talented salesman, let's say, right? And you're making millions of dollars in sales. Millions. Because you're so good at what you do. And then after a while, you start to think to yourself, you know, I'm more valuable than the boss. I make this guy millions. What do I get in return? I get that, what, 2%, 3%? Small salary. I am the business, you know what I'm saying? This guy is a spoon. If I say Gurnish, without me, he wouldn't have what I made. I made this guy. Start to get those kind of illusions, you know? Which makes you unhappy in your work, and then all of a sudden you want to become an entrepreneur, and all these kind of things. That's not the story of today. Talk about that a different time when you want a business class. But, the point is, you start to gain feeling... That you deserve much more. You're more valuable. The guy doesn't understand your worth. So now, you get a little crooked over there. Here's Yaakov Avinu. The guy was a pauper before he walked in the door. He made him rich. He built his business. The guy messed him over. Stole from him. And he still has to be honest under these circumstances. Complete. The way he explains the way he worked. I am a worker. If that's what I signed up to be a worker, then I will work. Not one dot of taking away from what I have to do. Craziness, you're not. Craziness, you're not. He's doing this for years and years. Like Hazal say that when Lavan came to check his baggage later... He didn't find one thing of his in the guy's stuff. As I'll say, you live in your Shver's house for 20 years, you can't even find a toothpick from the guy. A knife. Nothing. Nothing went over. You're living in his house for 20 years. Nothing. Yaakov was emet to the T. What did he do wrong here? He spoke with a little confidence. Confidence. Mahar, when you want to see, I'm going to show you, I'm going to prove my integrity to you tomorrow. Assumption that you will vadai not fall to the Yetzirah tomorrow. Confidence that you will beat the Yetzirah tomorrow. 
That means you already feel you got this. And you can drop your guard a little bit. You know, he did 15, 8, whatever, how many years he was working in this, in the Sion. And he came through tremendous madrega. But you're already able to say tomorrow? How do you know tomorrow? Maybe Yitzhak, I will get you tomorrow. You have to be on guard every second. You can't let drop your guard. Can't do that. Spoke with confidence. Again, Yaakov Avinu. Drop his guard. A drop in the teeth of Emesli Yaakov. Now we have to know that Yaakov Avinu was also raising his kids in the most terrible environment possible. So obviously this was a chalik of his big avoidah. Because he had to be maimik shvatim over here. And shvatim have to be perfect. That obviously that was a piece of his avoidah. Shmira ma'ula on his children. But chazala toifis. The Yaakov Avinu, kefi madrig osoy, drops his guard. We got to a certain level, we're good. Now batet zedina. Same, same shoresh. Same shoresh. You drop your guard. Batet zedina. That's the tefiyah on the greatest person, Kemat, that walked on the planet, for the greatest people that walked on the planet. Now, so you see this thing, and you say, wow. Wow. Yaakov Avinu, others, they can't even afford to slip a mashahu. It's crazy. It's unbelievable. Great Devat Torah. Great shot in the Medrash. I'll say it in my Shvez house. I'll think I'm a Tamachachom. Devaldik. But what do you do with me? With me, it doesn't do anything. That's not avoid. We have to go in this place here and see that we have areas in our lives that we have grown in those areas. And we feel that we have it in the bag. And if we have it in the bag, we have confidence that we can do it. Or general confidence over our Yetzirah. And we allow ourselves to be vulnerable, thinking that we're stronger than we are. I saw this by my Rebbe, I'm going to tell you two stories. Because I watched my Rebbe, Rebbe Hershkowitz, he's not feeling well, I watched my Rebbe, how he used to watch his Rebbe, and how he used to implement in his avoid. I'll give you one story that has to do with the same thing that we're talking about over here. I was once raising, took the Roshiva to raise money in the community, and we were sitting in somebody's house, and somehow there was money on the table. And on the dollar bill it says, in God we trust. So the Roshiva picked up the dollar, whatever it was, and he said these words. He says, not only did we not come to the Madrega of Rabbi Aaron Cutler in God we trust. At Bitochen. But we don't come close to the Madrega of Rabbi Aaron Cutler in his fight against the Yetzir in the E Bitochen Atzmi. In the not, in myself I trust. 
You hear what he's saying? That's a Ramayavot, Amkis. Not only do we not come close to Rabbanon and God we trust, we don't come close to Rabbanon and myself I don't trust. I mean, I always have to watch out from the answer. And then he threw a story. He said, if you knew Rabbanon, he said Rabbanon was the biggest zariz you could ever see in your life. He was doing Valat Sola, this, that, he was working, teaching, doing, running clouds, so he was a machine. And one time he came home and he told his wife, he pushed it, has no cohort. Done. Cooked. Zaygizun. Filito a la camedia. With Abraham. The guy is done. So his wife says to him, okay, go take a small cat nap, like a little, you know, power nap, they call it. 10-15 minutes, I'll wake you up, you take a quick nap, and then you'll go back to your things. So he goes in the room, and the door was open to crack. So the Rebbitson walked by like a few minutes, maybe a minute or 30 seconds later. She looks inside the door, and she sees her baroness sitting on the bed. So she says, I thought you were going to take a quick uh, power nap. He says, I'm making hezbona nefesh. Is it atzlos? Is it laziness? Or am I really tired? Before I lie down, I gotta just make sure that it's not that I'm being lazy. So you see, you see, his ibitachon atzmi, that he has clearly, I made a decision, I'm tired, I'm going to sleep. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's out eyes, dangerous guy. Gotta watch him. Might be atzlos. That's what he said. Story. So he saw this nekuda in his rebbe, that his Rebbe always had to be clear that it's not the Yetzirah. By us, we're convinced, 100%, I'm tired, Rabbi, I'm dying here. If I come to first aid, I might be in the hospital, Chas Vashom. Yeah? Now, a while later, I took the Rosh Hashiva to uh, deal for Shabbat. In the summertime to make a fundraiser for him, and we had a host. So you know how the SYs talk, right? You know how we talk. We have our own English. So the, the guy, the host comes in, he says, Rabbi, you're good? That's what we say. In English, they don't do that. They say, are you fine? Are you okay? Right? Rabbi, you're good? So the Roshiva told him, he says, I could never, ever testify on myself that I'm good. Got to always be careful. You never know. It's a horror is always there. I can never testify myself that I'm good. So I'm fine. I'm comfortable. I'm happy. Your house is gewaldic. But I can't testify that I'm good. That's the way great people live. But the point is, he wasn't just being the spoil from the Rebbe. From his Rebbe. He was learning from him something. And he learned something for him. And maybe Rameir Eshkutz wouldn't sit on the bed to see Atzlus, not Atzlus. That would be copycat. Not there. It's not his thing. Many times, this is, I have tons of mice, we go all day here. But he, he used to pick up on the nuances in the avoider from his Rebbe, but they didn't, wasn't the same. It's how he applied them in his world. That's the point. We have our world. We have our place. People think... Somebody told me about a filtering of a device. 
He says, no, but I'm past that stuff already. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I outgrew this and that and this, and now I'm in another place, so I don't have to be as careful. You put your guard down? Are you kidding me? You're making yourself vulnerable? And then in general, things that we do. Guys go to weddings, they walk around in the, 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 the hallway there. People get intoxicated, they're drunk, they get high. There's all uh, tigers everywhere. Well, I'm not me? Killing me? Me? I ain't doing nothing. So that means that you have too much confidence. When it comes to your Yetzirah. Can't have that kind of confidence. So you got to find a place in your world. Because I'll tell us a person with Reboy Kesevizov is vulnerable to sin. But you're smarter. You're not worried about that. Give me Reboy Kesevizov. I'll handle it. Give me the two billion dollar power thing. I got this. Only those guys, you know, they go off. They go crazy. They lose their marbles. Me, I got this. You know, I'm like Superman. That's the dimension you live in. So find different things in your world that you can apply this to and realize slowly that you have to realize the weakness of man and the vulnerability to the Yetzirah and what you got to do to grow. That's how you learn of us. Not trying to be the Avot. Or not just saying it's a nice Devar Torah. What can I pull out in the Lumdis that he has that I can find in my life that's missing and I can apply it to the degree that I can and I can grow. That's Shimush Tamidei Chacham. Okay? Stop here for tonight.